This sicha, in addition to being on the parsha of the week, is also a siyum on Masechta Kinim. This is a Masechta that speaks about a Mishnayis that speaks about the halachis of korbonis of birds. This is also the last Mishnayis in Seder Kachim, so it's a siyum on Seder Kachim as well. The Pasek tells us in this parsha that a woman, when she gives birth, she brings korbonis, and one of the korbonis is a sheep for a korban oila, another one is a bird for a korban chatos. The Pasek says if she cannot afford to bring the sheep, she then brings two birds, one for an oilo, one for a chatos. In the last Mishnah Masech Kinim, it discusses that a woman had taken upon herself a vow. She promised that when she gives birth to a baby boy, in addition to her regular obligation that the Torah has obligated her, she's going to bring another set of birds. These birds are both going to bring karbonis oilo. So in total, we now have that she owes three karbonis oilo, Two because of what she promised, one because of what the Torah obligated her, and a carbon chatos. She gives them to the Koyin. The Koyin has to do them slightly different. The Karbonis Euler's blood need to be applied to the top part of the Mizbeach. The carbon chatos to the bottom part of the Mizbeach. And then the Mishnah goes on to discuss if various different doubts had come up, mistakes had come up, if he didn't apply the blood to the right part of the Mizbeach, if we're not sure which kind of bird she promised to give, so on and so forth. And based on every single mistake and confusion, she's now going to have to bring more and more birds to make up for what she had promised and for the obligation of the Torah. And it's possible as many as seven or eight extra birds are going to have to be brought. The Mishnah then goes on and says, Zehu Sha'amru, this is what people say, that Kishahu Chai, when you have a living sheep, it produces one sound, it makes the sounds that a sheep makes, and when it dies, it now has seven sounds. How does it make seven sounds? Well, you have the two horns from which you can make two trumpets, the two thigh bones from which you can make two flutes, the skin of it which you can make into a drum, the stomach which could be made into a navel as a lyre, a, a, a harp-like instrument, b'neime of the intestines into, into harps, the yeshoimim, and some say the wool could also be used for trellis. What's the connection? Some of Farshim say that just like in the case of the woman, as a result, of what she got messed up because of all these doubts and mistakes. Now she has more birds to bring. In a similar way, the sheep died. And now, as a result of something seemingly worse or less than it was before, out of one sound of the sheep, we now have seven. But the Rebbe says we really need to understand what's the deeper connection, what's the real connection between these two ideas, the birds that are brought and the sheep that is either alive or dead. I mean, we could have probably many examples that could be something similar to this. And why do we even need a marshal to explain this idea that as a result of these doubts and so on, we have now more carbonis to bring? Another thing that Rebbe says is when we say Zehusha Amru, it sounds like we're coming to explain the saying that people say about this live sheep and the dead sheep. We're not only coming to explain the din of the birds, but Zehusha Amru, it sounds like we're coming to explain the saying that people say. Is this what the Mishnah is here for? To come along and explain what people say? And we have to say that there's something more going on over here. There's some halacha being taught and so on and so forth. The Mishnah goes on then with another point, which again we're going to have to understand what's the connection. Rabbi Shimon ben Akashir says, Zikne Amiya Aretz, the elder Amiya the older they get, the more confused they get. Zikne Torah, the Talmidei Chachamim, the older they get, the more their mind is settled at the... At, uh, it settled on them, they're more, they're obviously more intelligent, smarter, etc., etc. So we need to understand what's the connection between all of these things. 
Says the Rebbe, what the Mishnah is actually coming to explain is, there seems to be something strange going on over here. Usually we don't bring what's called chulin bazar. We don't, won't bring a carb, uh, animal that's not a carbon to bring it on the Mizbeach. Here we have a situation that as a result of certain doubts and mistakes, we're bringing extra birds. Isn't this a case of chulin bazar? What is the gather exactly? What is the exact status of these birds? Of these sveikas, these things that are coming out of, out of, out of a doubt. And this is what the Mishnah is comparing to that sheep that originally, when it was alive, was producing one sound, and now when it's dead, it's producing seven sounds. Meaning to say that even though seemingly these sounds have nothing to do with the original live sheep, these are sounds coming now because you made you made trumpets and you made flutes, etc. And yet, what are we saying? When it's dead, the sound of this same sheep is now seven. This is what we're saying, that even though these carbonates are coming as a result of a doubt, etc., nevertheless, it's a, the same original carbon. Each one of these carbonates have that same chashivus and the same level of obligation of that original carbon. The Rebbe says the same thing is true also the other way around, which means to say that when we say Zehu Sha'amru, we're not only to coming to clarify the halachis of the karbonois, but we're also coming to clarify something about the saying that people say about a sheep. When it's alive, it's producing one sound, and later when it's dead, the same sheep is producing seven sounds. The Rebbe says, here too, it's related to a halacha. The, the halacha is as follows. We know that if something was worshipped as a avoid zara, we cannot benefit from it. However, if it was worshipped while it was alive, so for other things, we would be allowed to benefit of it. We would be allowed to benefit of it, but not for carbonis, etc. It's considered, most Lugavoy, it's considered disgusting, etc. What about after it's dead? And not only after it's dead, after it's dead, we still wouldn't be able to use it for a mitzvah and for the Beis HaMikdash. But what about it went through such a major transformation right now? Right now it's a trumpet or it's a flute. It's nothing to do with the original. Says the Rebbe, Zehu Sha'amru. This is what the Mishnah is telling us. That it's exactly the same case as we explained earlier about the carbonis. That the, just like we're saying about the carbonis, that all of the later carbonis, even though they're out of, out of a doubt, they're not like the original carbon seemingly. And yet we say, no, they're all exactly like the original. The same thing with these different parts of the animal are also going to be 100% osur, like as if they were worshipped for the avoid Zara itself. Again, even though they're only something that originated from that, that one, but right now they all get that same status. What's still missing over here? Why do we need another part of the Mishnah? Says the Rebbe, because at the end of the day we could say that this sheep is not completely the same to those sfeikos, those doubts by the birds. Because in the case of the birds, there's more and more doubts that are arising. In the case of the sheep, it died one time and you have seven instruments out of it. What would be in a situation where there's more and more doubts happening, like in the case of the Karbanais? This is why the Mishnah speaks about the elder Amma'orids, the older they get, not a one-time thing. As they get older and older, becoming weaker and weaker, their mind is getting more and more confused. You would think the same thing naturally should be with the Tamidei Chachamim. As they're getting older, they should be, seemingly their Seichel should also be getting weaker and weaker. And yet we say, they get stronger and stronger in the Seichel, and not a one-time thing, the older they get, the more their seichel is getting more and more settled on them, and the same exact thing back to those sveikos, those doubts by the carbonates, that even though there's more doubts being added, yet each one of those extra carbonates are still going to have the same shivus, the same holiness as the first carbon. 
Now the Rebbe turns to Pnimi Yisrael The Rebbe says, Seder Kachim is a reference, a remis to Bnei Yisrael. At the very end of Seder Kachim, we speak about the dinam of a Yoldis. A woman has given birth. We know that Zman HaGolos is compared to a pregnancy. The time of the Geula is compared to a birth. Comes along Rabbi Yeshua and this Mishnah is coming to tell us how do we manage at the end of the Golos and we come to the Gula. Generally we know that Kinim is said by Rabbi Yeshua. And here we have clearly Rabbi Yeshua being mentioned. So the Rebbe brings a Medish. Radriyana said to Rabbi Yeshua, G'doylo hakeves. Great is the sheep that it manages to stand, the Yidin stand in among 70 wolves and not being devoured. Says Rabbi Yeshua, God Hashem is so great that saving the sheep. So the Rebbe says, one may ask, that's all very nice when you have a living sheep. What about when the sheep is already not in that case? Like the example we give in our Mishnah, you had the sheep that was alive producing one sound, later making seven sounds. In Avoidas Hashem, that would be, it's all nice regarding the Yidin when they're connected to the Avois. When they all have, so to speak, that one sound, we're all united in that one sound to Hashem, like the Hakoil, Koil, Yaakov, all in the same mode of Avoidah, like the Avois. What about when we're at the end of Golos, we're all in different places, different times, different sorts of avoidance, not necessarily unified in that same one voice. Maybe Chas V'Shalom, we're not being protected by that great shepherd. And this is what the Mishnah says, that just like that sheep originally was one sound, and even later when it seems to be dead, it's producing seven sounds, we're saying it's still the same sound as the original. That means the Yidden too, even at the end of Golos, and we seem to be, making all these different sounds, so to speak, from the original, it's all still based on that one sound, we're still connected to the voice, and Hashem is protecting us. Now comes the next part of the Mishnah, which speaks about the ziknei tamidei the older they get, the smarter they get, etc. What's this telling us? Because as the Rebbe says, okay, we're in Golos, but this Golos is going already so, so long. What's the benefit of a longer Golos, chas v'shalim? And the Mishnah is telling us, just, just like those tamidei chachamim, the older they get, the smarter they get, and just like by Mitzrayim, we said, the longer they were there, the greater the wealth was. In a similar way, after being the long, the long godless that we had, we now are elevating and gaining more and more out of all of those things we elevated from the godless. But of course, now we're all the way at the end of the godless already. Now we definitely reach, so to speak, that ripe old age. And therefore, there's no excuse to be any more in godless. And of course, the gola comes immediately now.